please stand for the reading of God's word. Like I said, I don't, I know we've had a good time in the Lord and I've lost my Bible. And I'll take this few Bibles. I also want to get your blood circulated. My kids got hungry and and I already missed my wife being up here then. John, John chapter 14. I can't think of a better verse, and I'm not going to take time. I'm not going to parse the Greek this morning. And some of you all are saying, thank goodness. I'm sorry. <laughs> thank you for bearing through me, bearing with me as I spent time learning uh, and getting more acquainted with the, with the original language. Verse 19, John 14. I'm not going to deal with the first part of the verse, but the last part. He says, I will not leave you comfortless. I'm not going to leave you orphans. I will come to you. We see the unity of the Spirit. The Spirit is the means by which Christ is with us. And we have in the Spirit, like we said in the last few weeks, everything that we need. He's the Spirit of truth. He's the comforter. He's the advocate. He is everything that Christ was with His disciples on earth we have with us and in us. Verse 19, He says, Yet a little while, and the world sees me no more, but ye see me. That's our experience. We have an experience with Christ. I'm not getting into the first part of the verse, but the last part I want you to pay attention to. He says, Because I live, ye shall live also. You all may be seated. And this is more of a homily than it is a sermon. For one, I don't want you to riot on me because of hunger. There has been even times in the Bible where many riots have occurred because people were hungry. And I realize that I think it happened in the days of Saul where they, they, they didn't even wait for the meat to get cooked. They just killed the meat and ate it. And, and uh, I don't want to see that kind of thing play out here. I want us to leave focusing on the truth of the Christian life today. Because, Jesus says, because I live... Ye shall live also. The first thing I want to bring out, I have three quick points. He lives. Uh, We serve a risen Savior. And as the song says, He's in the world today. Jesus Christ is alive. The angels announced on that very first, first day of the week, He is not here, He is risen. And despite the fact that the seal of the Roman government, the most powerful force on earth at the time, was on the tomb, despite the fact that they had posted guards, they had the strength of Rome, the authority of Rome there, despite the cunning craftiness of those that said, this is going to be the last mistake of Christ." is not being able to get up from the grave. He lives. The tomb is empty. Paul said, I 
tell you as a matter of first importance that Christ Jesus died for our sins. He was indeed in a grave. He was in a grave not because he deserved to die, but because he was made sin for us who knew no sin. And he says he died for our sins and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen. We have a live, vibrant faith because our faith is wrapped up in the one who says he lives. We do not have a dead faith. We do not have a philosophical faith. We have a living faith. We have a sure ground for our faith. Jesus Christ was seen. He was seen of Cephas. He was seen of James. He was seen of the eleven. He was seen of a 500 brethren at once. And Paul could say, last of all, he was also seen of me. And that truth has turned the world upside down. You realize, as we have said apologetically many times, not saying sorry for things, but in the very city where he was buried, 40 days later, he was preached. And thousands believed. There is no reason for the church to continue for 2,000 years as it has, except for one truth. He lives. This is a true. This, this stands as a testimony. What you and I are doing today stands as a testimony to the truth of the gospel. And I, as a sinner, find my comfort there. And us, as a church, find our comfort there. So we have here the first part of this grand message the center of Christianity. He lives. And there are people that are, for 2,000 years ago, have been trying to destroy the Christian faith, and it persists. It persists and will continue to persist because it's built on something dynamic. A hundred years from now, the people that say that they're going to create a world without Christ, they will all be dead, and Christ will still be proclaimed that he lives. So that's a matter of first importance for our faith, and Christ captures that. He says, because I live. He said, no man takes his life, my life from me. I will lay it down, and I will raise it up again. Throughout all this, he's been telling everybody, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, and I'm going to die. And he offers as a point of hope that he lives. And he will live, because I live. So that's the matter of first importance, the fact that he lives. I hope everyone has made that profession of faith. That's important. We have to profess that he lives and profess that he's our Lord. That's what makes us Christians. And we've gone over the, uh, over the text many and many times regarding that. Secondly, I said this is going to be fast. Secondly, his life is the cause of our life. He says, because I live, you shall live. Sort of a, uh, sort of 
um, a conditional clause, but it's a sure condition. He lives, that's a sure thing. And therefore, if the if the if clause is true, then the then clause is also true. Our life is wrapped up in his, his life. Uh, we sing that song often, Galatians 2.20, where, Christ, where, not Christ, but Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, but it's not I, it's Christ that lives in me. And the life I now live, I live because of Him, through the faith of Him and not in the flesh. Romans 7 tells us how our life is wrapped up in His. Our individual life came from Him. We have been born again into new life because He lives. And It's not Romans 7. Where did it go? No, Romans 6. It says... For he that is dead is freed from sin. Note in verse 7, he says, uh, starting in verse 7 rather, he says, Now if we be dead with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him, knowing that Christ, being raised from the dead, dies no more. Death has no more dominion over him. For in that he died, he died unto sin once, but in that he liveth, he lives unto, liveth unto God. Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead unto sin, but alive unto God. How is it that we can reckon? Because he died for us, and he was raised for us. And because he lives, we shall live also. My brothers and sisters in Christ, and may I say this one last time, my beloved, you're not saved because you were a member of this church. I tell told people all the time, you can join this church and you can die in your sins without Christ. Our church don't get you to heaven. Um, it's not because you joined a church, you shall live. <laughs> it's not anything else that you could put there because of this, because I'm a good person, because I kept the Ten Commandments, because I, because I gave to the poor, because I any anything like that. Our life derives from His, from what He accomplished on our behalf. He says, because I live, you shall live also. So we have the point, and I'm already gone in ten minutes, I think, and He lives... His life is the cause of our life. And finally, His life is our assurance and our hope. He gives the future tense. Because I live, you will live. You shall live. Uh, John MacArthur says if if you were able to lose your salvation, you would. It's true. You would. It's true for me too. Why do I believe in the security of uh, a believer? Why do I believe in the perseverance of the saints? It's because I can't keep myself alive. He can. He can keep me. He that began a good work in me shall perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. I have my assurance right here. 
because it's based on him. It's not based upon me. He says, because I live, you shall live. And therefore, I have a hope. I have a hope that I will live and I will live forever. One last text, Hebrews chapter 7. And then we're going to take the Lord's Supper while Ken and Leslie sing one last song to prepare, while we prepare to take the Lord's Supper. But Hebrews, it's right in the back of the book, Hebrews, James, chapter 7. We have eternal life because he will never die. Hebrews 7.25 Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost he is able also to save them to the uttermost that come unto God by him. Is that you? I hope it is. I hope you've come to God by Christ. Because he's the only mediator. He's the only one that can get us to God. If so, he's able to save us to the utmost. To the furthest extreme. Why? Seeing that he ever lives to make intercession for us. We shall be saved from wrath through him, Romans chapter 7 says. I am saved forever because my life is wrapped up in the fact that he lives. And I know that I will be accepted of him when I stand before him, before, for the, before the Father. And I pray that you all know it too. So I leave you just simply with these words of Christ. And I couldn't think of any better way to close the door on the ministry that this church has had for over 50 years by proclaiming the central message, because I live, you shall live. I pray that you, I pray that you have uh, got a blessing from the time and word of, word of God. Ken and Leslie have one last song to sing while I prepare the Lord's table.